Oh, so you were like in the haze of marijuana? Ba 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 ba. Pick pocket, pick pocket. And so our splen is ready to go on her great adventure. Oh, good God, we're in Venice. Cheers, ladies. Oh, Welcome to age. Wizards and Wine. We have some new folks around the table. Oh, no, we've oh. got a cheers. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I've got the metal cup. <laughs> True, you do. New faces around the table today. So we're going to go around. We're going to introduce. We're going to meet characters. And then we will get into a night of masks and monsters. It's a third level adventure. So everybody is at a level three character, right? Yes. yes. I believe Absolutely. So. Yay. I'm Melinda, brand new DM. Please bear with me. There are rule lookups. Oh, and if you cast a spell, um, please explain what the spell does for those people who are listening, hopefully listening, um, who may not quite know what the spell does. Also, for the benefit of your brand new DM. So all of these things are important. Uh, Shara, let's start with you. Tell us who you are, how long you have played D&D, and a little bit about your character, which is a homebrew. I'm really excited to oh, see yes. this character. My name is Shara. I have uh, been playing D&D First played it in 1998. Uh, I did not actually cut my teeth on D&D. I actually more of a World of Darkness White Wolf gamer. Sure. Um, but I am a hardcore DM. I play. I run a lot. Uh, mostly L5R and Call of Cthulhu at the moment. Uh, and currently, I'm playing Tit Horia, aka Tits, who's an exceedingly <laughs> serious and well-behaved Hamadryad of the Tune class. You will see no humor or comedy from my side of anything, ever. And if you want to know more about the class, D&D Beyond, correct? Um, or no, DM's Guild, right? DM's Guild, yes. Guild, yes. Yeah, I knew I was in one of those places when yep. I was reading about it. Okay. And Fran, welcome to Wizards and Wine. Hello. Hi. Tell me about your character, how long you've been playing, and all that good stuff. My first game was first edition D&D, somewhere around the fall of... 79. Oh, so you were like in the haze of marijuana? No. <laughs> oh, no, I'm okay. allergic to that. Not I can't do it, and I don't need it anyway. <laughs> I've already Just gotten that it. impression. Someone who's known you well over 20 years, no, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, my character is a poor drow who found himself at the abusive end of his family, but then again, he's a male and a drow. That just goes without saying. Sure. And he managed to escape, found his way to, a, to the surface used a gate to get to another realm of existence and then ended up getting himself back through to the Forgotten Realms, though nowhere near his home, fortunately. Mm -hmm. In his travels in Ravnica, he stumbled across a Hospitaller who found himself in Ravnica from the year 1192 when the Hospitallers were vacating um, Jerusalem to Acre. And he realized that he really, really liked that particular belief style and school and decided to become a devotee of Je- Jehovah and ended up as a life cleric. <laughs> Sorry, your you're, J- Jerusalem exists in your... <laughs> no, in our, on Earth. On Earth. Oh. So I actually drew a character from Earth into Ravnica for my character to study under. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've only been playing for like five minutes. That doesn't sound not complicated. <laughs> What can I say? Right? No, that's awesome. Uh, and the return of the lovely and uh, very talented Cynthia. How are you today, my dear? I have wine. I'm good. <laughs> Tell us about this week's character. So this week's character is a human monk. Uh, follows the Kensei man- monastic tradition uh, with weapons. We like weapons. Sure. And um, she is noble. 
and she fancies herself to be a an undead slayer. <laughs> Fantastic. That's about it. No, nothing fancy in her background. Okay, all right. She's just part of the aristocracy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and Renee is back. Renee, of course, from our tiefling camp game. Um, <laughs> yeah, tiefling camp. Yeah. It was, it was really it fun. It was a lot of fun. It was. Um, we, I think everybody was between 12 and 16. Uh, so, Renee, welcome back. And who are you playing this week? This Give week, the goods. I'm going to be playing a half-elf fighter okay. whose name is Oolala. Ooh-la-la. And her last name would, would be uh, Dida. Right. Ooh-la-la-dida. Ooh-la-la-dida. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's a fighter. She... Did I give you one of those, Shara? Dual wields. Oh, yes, she did. Um, okay, in here. Ta-da. And short swords and rapiers and sabers and all that sort of stuff. Ooh, very, very swashbuckling. Fantastic. Today's adventure, again, is called Masks and Monsters. It's a night of masks and monsters. Y'all have been um, campaigning together for a hot minute. You've successfully completed your task that you were hired to do. And as part of the reward, you have some money. And now you also have been spent sent on an all-expenses-paid trip to the wonderful town of Ibrido, a.k.a. Libido. Thanks, Cynthia, for putting that in my head. <laughs> Oh, well. As long as it's not like a breeder or knows. something like that. Go to the place where you're Every going Every time to I looked at it, I saw libido. I'm like, this is going to end up so badly. So I posted it, and she's like, yeah, name change. Yeah, so uh, name change to libido. As a reward, this is, this is an all-expenses-paid trip. This is a wonderful vacation. You're taking a break from your adventuring. So your characters are all uh, pretty well acquainted with each other at this point. We're just going to assume as we move ahead. So you're arriving by ship. You get off of the ship at the dock, and you're immediately put onto a gondola because uh, the city of Brito is actually a bunch of small islands that are all connected by via these canals. When you got off the ship, you were each handed one of these invitations. Would somebody like to read the invitation for the class? Adventurers. Yes. I have received word of your impending travels to... Libido. <laughs> and thank you for your service to the realms. You are hereby invited to attend a masquerade ball at the Castile di Mashera during your stay in Libido. Partake in decadent food, wine, and entertainment. Please dress in your finest attire. Decorative masks will be provided to you upon arrival. Present this invitation at the door to be permitted entry. I look forward to meeting you in person. <laughs> Prospero, Marquis de Mashera. Ah. Maraschino. Can I just say my character's eyes are her most striking feature? Okay, sure. Okay, yeah. Why? What about them? Because we're wearing masks. Oh, you're wearing masks. <laughs> Got you. Okay, I understand. <laughs> Sorry, that took me a second to catch up. Uh, okay, so yeah, so now you've received this incredible invitation to go to this lovely thing. You're on the gondola, pulled up to um, the town square, like the main square of all of these islands. It all kind of connects to it. And as you get off of the gondola, you're immediately put onto a carriage and the carriage doesn't take you far uh, but it does pull up right in front of a dress shop and the dress shop is called the swish swish cut that's what it's called things like the noise a dress makes swish swish and their tailors so cut <laughs> i was really proud of that guy i like that <laughs> i was really proud of that you it's guys like chitty chitty bang bang yeah so the swish swish cut now the swish swish cut is uh the uh shop which is owned and run by the splains 
The Splains are a gnome family. They're like high middle class. Their shop is renowned for the quality of the clothing that they turn out. So as you pull up, you see a gnome man and woman and uh, someone that you assume is the daughter. As you get off of your carriage, um, you're immediately, um, I don't want to say rushed, but you are rushed by a, a gnome girl who calls herself Zora Splane. And Zora Splane is ready to go on her great adventure. Oh, good God, we're in Venice. <laughs> She's going on her adventure. And uh, she cannot wait. And you're going to get a lovely dress from here. My papa and my mama, they know all of the things. And you're going to look wonderful. You're going to the ball, I assume, yes? Libido. Yes. Venice. <laughs> Pretty much. Excuse me. I have a question. What is your question? Oh my gosh, you are beautiful. If you get a look divorce, at your apple bosoms. If you get a divorce, <laughs> does that mean your husband is an explains? Explains. That's very good. That's very clever. I like this one over here. I like this one. Um, so Zora explains that she's just about to leave, and this was you kind of came into the goodbye of between her and her parents, and she gets in the carriage that you actually just pulled up in, and and she sets off for her. Grand adventure. Bye! Do Don't forget to ride! <laughs> Do we Have need fun store the castle! For these dresses? No, this is all included. This is all part of your uh, all in- like all inclusive vacation, really, is, is what's happened. So the dresses, uh, there's not really monetary value associated with anything. Like, this is, you guys have like done a big thing, whatever it was, um, for your last employer. So as you go into the shop, it's this big, expansive, you know, bigger on the inside than you thought it was from the outside kind of a place. Uh, I know, I went there. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there Aww. there are dresses that are on the rack, and they're all beautiful, and they're resplendent, but there's also tons of fabric, and everything is glittered, and everything has feathers, and everything is just ex- exceptionally beautiful. There are a few tuxedos, because mm-hmm. I know that we, for the first time, have a male in our group. Can you believe it? I couldn't justify the character concept without it being male. Sure, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's perfect. So it's great. Um, immediately, Mr. Splain explains to you that uh, the shop has been told that they are just going to be given, just, they're just to give the receipt for the, the outfits that you select tonight for the ball to your former employer, and he's going to settle the bill. So apparently money is not an issue. Now the big part, girls, is the dress shopping, and gentlemen, the tuxedo shopping. So I'm going to put everybody on the spot and say... Describe to me the outfit that you choose for the ball this evening. Renee, would you like to go first? Yeah. Okay. okay. Ooh la la. Ooh what do you think? Ooh la la wants a, a gown, navy blue, mm-hmm. with gold embroidery down like the, the, the center part, mm-hmm. just below the bosom. Mm-hmm. It's off the shoulder. Beautiful. Is it like full ball gown bottom or is pretty, it like pretty tight? Slim, pretty yeah. tight? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, there's a little, maybe a little bit of a slit, so I'm still like mobile. Yeah. So I'm on my feet. I'm going to be course. able to do a dip. Could like get a dagger out of there maybe? Mm-hmm. In other words, you want there. something you, that you look extremely elegant in, but you can still fight if necessary. I, I would be able to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cynthia, what are you going to select this Mine evening? Mine shall also be blue. Mm-hmm. Like a sapphire blue. Okay. And it's... It comes around and it kind of overlaps. Okay, so it's like folds, yeah. So that for quick pull away and whip out my weapons. Oh, okay. They're going to be strapped to the into- to my legs. Sure. Yeah. Okay. My daggers. Okay. And Rosette, riz- right? Rosette. Rosette. Oh, Rosette. Sorry. Rosette. Yes, Rosette. Okay. 
instead of a tux or what you would think of as standard male wear for these affairs, sure. because I am a member of the clergy, mm-hmm. I am going to get a simple, though elegant, well-tailored, and, you know, think Bishop Frick, but not Bishop robes, like simple cleric robes. Right. With the over robe or the tabard, I guess you could say. Okay. With the same eight point star of the Hospitallers. Okay. So that he can actually explain and maybe try to get some converts. Okay. Poor Tits. Uh, she is the uh, epitome of attention issues. There's probably at least three piles of God knows what kind of clothes outside of her dressing door. There's probably been several looks of abject horror at some of her potential decisions that she has had to have been talked out of at least a dozen times by now because nobody would want to be seen with her. Eventually, I'm sure the shopkeeper will throw up their hands in frustration and just throw something on her because she is one of those people who just can't make decisions and there's so many choices. Oh, I don't think the splains would have a problem. I don't. She's wound up with something that's something looking like scale mail on the top but isn't it's obviously like you know one of those kind of like layered looks sure with a nice big wide simple belt over a lot of different types of cloth that have a rainbow kind of look to them but there's glitter in it there's sparkly tool there's a little of everything and she's very happy because she got a little of everything <laughs> perfect i feel like we're in a bit of a paranoid group because we're like <laughs> i can get my <laughs> right i can get good access to my weapons yeah yeah my, you had to talk her out of one of those six foot wide dresses at one point where nobody can fit anywhere near <laughs> i can use it like a cage to hide in <laughs> To say nothing of a henan that wouldn't fit under the door. Yeah. <laughs> mine, mine does not have the, the big poofy thing on it. It's just a very, you know, straight down. Like a like an A, like a, a uh, what's that called? A-line? The a, A-line. A-line just goes like, yeah, just a, it's a, and a, like an empire, empire waist and straight down and lots so of very elegant so I can, flowy, but something that you can move in. Something mm-hmm. that I can, you know, whip, whip to the side and haul up my daggers and... Sure. Okay. All right. I mean, I can't imagine why you would need daggers going to Masquerade Ball, you guys. Like, please. No, there'll be guards. Honestly. (laughs) Okay. So as you leave the shop, you are now dressed in your resplendent outfits. And uh, you walk out into the town square. It's just coming on um, sunset. So the sky is the lovely oranges and pinks and all of that stuff. The uh, lights around the town square have been lit. They're gas lights, so it's a flame and gives off this wonderful, warm, welcoming glow. So the town square um, is surrounded by these wonderful buildings that are jewel tone. Like, almost think about the jelly bean houses that are downtown or on the north end, I suppose, Mm -hmm. uh, where those houses are all similar. These ones are all very different. So Sorry, I thought you said jewel tone. Well, yeah, it's like that that kind of like fun, jewel interesting. Colors. Yeah, wow. yeah. Uh, so there's like sapphire, ruby, emerald green, and then like there's Amethyst some brighter purple. colors. Yeah, so all, all of these rich stuff. people trying to differentiate themselves from each other. Sure. Speaking of jewel, I don't yeah. want to throw us off track, but that's okay. Did they give? 
give us jewels? Oh, yeah. Like, you guys are decked oh. from top to bottom. Hair is done. You've ended up with makeup. You're not sure how. Like, the you're all, like... Re- real gold. Yeah. Like, oh. it's done. My guys are done. ears hurt. The planet of the bunch earring. of you is me. <laughs> and even then, it's really understated finery. You can't close your yeah. finger for the ring. Yeah. Ah, why did I do make these decisions? <laughs> so our outfits fit with the, the environment. Absolutely. Yes. Um, like, think over the top opulence. Is is how you've ended up from the shop of the swish swish cut. I'm just looking down at myself. No, I would imagine that the place we got our hair done is called the curl up and die. <laughs> the curl up and die. <laughs> if it's not, it should be. <laughs> Ground is cobblestone, but all the cobblestones are incredibly even. Like there's no, none of them are too high, none of them are too low. It's just very flat. So no heels on cobblestone challenge. Yes, this is no, there's no, <laughs> you're not going to have disadvantage on movement. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so each building varies varies in structure as well as color. So some of them have arched windows and some of them have rectangular windows, but the rectangular windows have stained glass in them. And this is a trading town because it's, you know, in the ocean and it's so uh, accessible. Some of the uh, stained glass windows depict scenes of like the trade and other ones show these wonderful battles between good and evil. Others simply show um, angelic forms in the stained glass windows. All of this is kind of, um, you know, amplified by the light that's coming through the window. So you can see everything very, very clearly. When you get into the town square, what you notice is uh, two things. No, three things. You see a, what seems to be a kind of a, a makeshift memorial. You see a large stone bridge and you see a tall clock tower. Please roll for perception, everyone. Do you want to know our passive perception? If that's helpful. That's probably yeah. going to be helpful, actually. I don't know how to do passive huh. perception. Uh, it's 10 plus your perception modifier and plus it's a your difficulty. Uh, proficiency modifier if you're skilled in perception. Uh, passive is 12. My roll is 5. <laughs> okay. Hmm. I think that's a 19. Oh, my right? passive is 15. Okay. And my passive is 14. And I got a 19, I believe. So I'm not proficient. Okay. So it's just your what? Uh, wisdom. Not okay, so that'd be a 12. Okay. Because I do not have perception. Er, but I rolled plus. a 17. Okay, okay. This is good. This is fine. So you guys are going to notice all of the things, basically, plus, is what's so about to happen. Plus 19 with my wisdom. Okay, perfect. All right, so the makeshift memorial. Let's start there. Um, the memorial includes a uh, some lit candles, as all memorials do. It also includes several long blue feathers and a wooden amulet. Now, on this amulet, you notice a symbol with an eye that has been carved into the center of it. Does anybody want to give me a religion check by any chance? Sure. Okay. Not that I'm particularly good at religion. That's but, all right. Oh, hey. Yeah. I, I botched. <laughs> I just start praying to it for no apparent reason. Oh, 19. <laughs> 19. Very good. So what you know, uh, Rosette, is Rosette? Rosette. Yes, Rosette. Damn. I'm, you're going to end up being called Fallopian. It's a long story, but we'll get to it. <laughs> um, so you know that this Hopefully is... middle name isn't too. <laughs> <laughs> you know that this is a holy symbol. Mm-hmm. You know that it is the symbol of A-U-R-E-U-M. Orium? Yeah, something like that. Okay, Orium. I know which deity you're talking about. Okay, we'll go with that. Uh, Orium. Uh, So that's what you know about that. 
You also notice kind of behind this makeshift memorial uh, on the far side from where you guys are standing, there is a stone bridge. Now, the canal seems to run under the bridge and it's about 20 feet wide, about 30 feet long, and it goes directly to the steps of the castle of the Marquis which is very convenient. There's also a tall clock tower. It shows the phases of the moon and other astronomical symbols, as well as the time. It seems to chime every 30 minutes. You guys know this because at this point you've been here for a couple of hours, picking out your dresses, Tune, I'm looking at you in particular. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't decide. Nobody's mad. I mean, everybody went out and had a burger, came back. It was fine. It was fine. So every 30 minutes, and it can be heard all over, like all through all of the different islands that are all kind of Sounds annoying. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, also in the square, you notice a woman. She has long black hair. It's in an intricate braid. She's wearing a beautiful, again, blue and gold gown. I don't know how everybody chose blue and gold. That's very interesting to me. She's wearing a mask. It's a gold dragon mask, but she's not wearing it down on her face. It's kind of pushed up onto her forehead. She approaches your characters. What's she going to say? Is it so? It's not a ghost. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But is she dressed like the rest of you too? That must be embarrassing. Oh, God, you guys are all wearing the same outfit. Except for me, right? <laughs> no, my, mine is sapphire blue and silver. Right. Okay. <laughs> to distinguish right. from, like, a darker blue and gold. And gold. <laughs> gold. <laughs> sapphire blue and silver. We do need to be very, very, very specific. <laughs> otherwise, it might be mistaken for the same gown. This cannot, Such a faux pas. This cannot be a thing that happens. No scandal no. here. She comes over. She introduces herself as Kara. Hi, Kara. I'm Tits. <laughs> I see. <laughs> yeah, those two. Hi. They say hi. Hi. Nice to meet you. These are my good friends. Is your Tits are your friends? No, these guys. They're oh. my best friends. Oh. <laughs> okay. In fact, Prison and I are going to put a lock on the bridge over there and make it crash in the water to declare our love. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> this is interesting. So you two are together? Res- well, Res- yes, we're right next to each horrified other. Horrified <laughs> by that suggestion. <laughs> well, of course we are. We're right next to each other. <laughs> Excuse me. So where you are from, proximity applies relationship. Is that, is that, what a strange custom. Love the one you're with. <laughs> I step away from home. Oh, so does that mean you guys just broke up? This is very oh, strange. This is very strange. Maybe we did. My faith does oh, not God. permit me to marry or be in a relationship. <laughs> I apologize for her presumption. <laughs> uh, so I can see by the way you all are dressed that uh, you must be going to the ball this evening. Yes, we are. Yes. Mm. Oh, what's your name? Sapphire. Sapphire. I love your dress. Thank you. I mean, matchy-matchy, but it's fine. <laughs> I guess blue is in season. It seems to be. It seems to be very on trend, at least for tonight. Well, I like your mask. Oh, thank you. Why are you... Why, why are we going to need masks tonight? Well, it is a masquerade ball after all, my dear. Oh, but now I know what you look like. And the marquee is very, very specific. Well, you see, I also know what you all look like. Oh, oh no! <laughs> We're going to lose the spy game! Unless we swap dresses. <laughs> yeah, right. Because he would look great in your gown. Well... <laughs> <laughs> the Marquis? He, no. <laughs> he looks skeptical. 
Okay. Do you have any uh, questions for Kara or? Do we need masks? So we didn't get masks. Did Not yet, no. Where can we get really awesome masks like yours? Well, uh, the uh, custom of the marquee is that you get them as you approach uh, the front oh, doors Oh, so you showed up and came back. Are you waiting yes. for somebody? No, I'm, uh, I'm just out getting some air before the festivities get underway. Mm-hmm. Good plan. Yeah. Good plan. Mm-hmm. So you got your mask from the castle. From the marquee, yeah. Oh, hair, Could like, I have your mask? No. Because you can get another one. No, this is mine. Oh. I'm very attached to my dragon mask. Oh. Is Aaron like, so limited lovely. quantities inside? No, but it does get quite stuffy sometimes. You know how those old castles can be. Moldy. Yes. Got it. Yes. <laughs> Moldy. <laughs> Moldy and stuffy. She's it, going to... Well, well, this is the first time at, our, at one of these affairs. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you recommend we bring? Uh, just be prepared for a um, an excellent evening. The Marquis is a wonderful host. He will ensure that everyone has an amazing and unforgettable time. Oh, he's not one of the kind who likes to play his tricks, does he? The Marquis? My goodness, no. Oh. It's good to know. Mm-hmm. Please roll for perception. <laughs> Perception two. 14. 14. Okay. As Kara is talking, um, you notice that she is kind of trying to hide the palms of her hands. But you have managed to notice, because she she's a hand talker. So you have noticed as she's talking that the palms of her hands are actually tattooed. And this is the tattoo that uh, is on her hands. Oh, oh so cool, it kind of resembles what was Buddy's holy symbol? Mm. On the it is a starburst with an eye in the middle that looks really neat. Mm. Yeah. So you, you just kind of notice notice that on her hands. Um, you also notice that kind of have an inkling that she may not be telling exactly the truth. Okay. Yeah. I'm oblivious to this because everybody is my friend. And everybody never lies. Never! No, they don't. It's traumatizing <laughs> when they do. <laughs> right. You lied to me. I thought you loved me by standing next to me. <laughs> okay. Fine. You'll just have to help so, me find another date. <laughs> so does this... Marquis de Maraschino. The Maraschino cherries, yes. <laughs> Is there activities planned for this ball or just. Dancing? Oh, my dear, it's simply like any other party. You show up, you have a few drinks, there's some food inside, you dance the night away, everything is absolutely wonderful. Okay. That sounded suspicious, and I don't even know why. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we shall see how it compares to my family's parties. Oh, your family's parties? Why? Do you throw grand affairs? Yes, we do. Mm, Tell me more. (laughs) We are a noble family. Mm -hmm. And we... I don't know where I'm from. Someplace. <laughs> not here. Right. Where, what not realm are libido. We in anyway? Libido. Yeah, we're not we're, we're not from libido. Okay. <laughs> yeah, what realm are we in? Are we like in realms. The realms, yeah. The realms. We're in the realms. The realms. Yeah. The realms. Yeah. The forgotten ones. The forgotten ones. Yeah. I forgot where we are. Somewhere south <laughs> of Waterdeep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But probably falling within Waterdeep's sphere of influence since Waterdeep's sphere of influence is almost the entire continent of Faerun. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We're not nerds over here. Not at all. <laughs> I, I, Hang I on a second. I can put my glasses up. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I'm from Neverwinter. Oh. 
Mm-hmm. One of the noble houses in Neverwinter. Mm-hmm. How quaint. <laughs> Is it really Neverwinter there? No. That's sad. Never, ever. So as you're talking and explaining this, um, she she doesn't exactly dismiss what you're saying, but she kind of starts to wander towards the memorial, and she lights another candle that's there at the memorial. And she just kind of stands in, in repose. Is that a, the right word that I'm looking for? Mm-hmm. Reverence, probably. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what is the significance of this? Memorial, whatever you want to call it. Uh, She explains (laughs) this to you. She says that uh, this happened last week after the Marquis' last party. It was the body of a very strange creature. He was half human, half bird. He had very large wings uh, that sprouted from his back, and his arms and shoulders were covered with blue feathers, not unlike the ones that you see here on the memorial. Um, Rumor has it that he was murdered because his wings were broken and half torn from his body. His bones were broken as if he had fallen from the sky, but nobody seems to have seen or um, had any inkling of a being of this sort um, in the town. Nothing like this has ever occurred before. It's a very quiet, very well-respected, very law-abiding, very good um, city to be in. Most of the citizens kind of regard it as a bit of a fluke. I mean, there's so many visitors that come through here uh, since we are a trading town that um, we just kind of assumed... It was somebody who was passing through. The body, you mentioned that wings were sprouting from the back. Mm, yeah, we thought that Did was quite unusual as well. Did it look grafted on? Does anyone know that he naturally grew that way? They did see him small compared to the rest of the body, but I mean, that's purely assumption, seeing how we've never seen a being quite like this before. Is this the kind of city where people would, like, do an autopsy or just throw them on the pile? Uh, it's Feyrood. <laughs> autopsy? What's that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It does sound either A, vestigial wings, or this is Feyrood, not Ravnica. The cynic or simic couldn't possibly have a hold here. Huh. Roll for hiss to know that um oh he was originally from Ravnica, yeah so i, I feel like realms yeah and that's one of the primary guilds on ravnica and they are known for doing that shit oh. i feel like we're going <laughs> really deep in here they're like <laughs> they're like the uh, scp of the uh of the uh, D- of the dnd world yeah they do like genetic experimentation yep. and grafting of body parts and as well as run more generic hospitals that they actually call hospitals and actually do science in. Science. Loosely, it is. Sure, a yeah. Um, so Just make sure you sign gonna, this form here to consent to whatever I'm gonna ask you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm going to ask her why she's lighting the candle for this person she didn't know. Well, this poor unfortunate creature. I mean, there really was nobody to uh, look after the body or mourn for this poor unfortunate soul. So I feel it's, as uh, someone who frequents the Marquis' party, and it did happen right after, I feel it's it's only a responsibility of those who frequent the party to pay their respect. Well, I'm glad that you uh, take such interest in the well-being of I others. I think their clerics are broken because they couldn't fix it. <laughs> Could be the damage was too extensive to fix. Sometimes that happens. They couldn't reincarnate either or ask the ghost. They didn't have anybody around to reincarnate it in that period of time. Oh. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Would, would, um... Are you broke as a cleric? 
I'm not that powerful yet. <laughs> oh. I'm just starting. <laughs> Would it be acceptable for the prayers of another faith to see to the body? I feel that uh, prayers of any sort are certainly welcome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I, I will. I will observe my own. I'll make sure the Marquis knows of your kindness. I'll make certain. Thank you. And I go over and chant the little bit of Latin that I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, burn a little bit of incense. Sure. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Uh, so as you are, you are doing that, uh, Kara uh, mentions how much she appreciates the gesture, and uh, she begins to cross the bridge. Um, anybody have anything else they want to do in the square, or are we ready to? We're gonna go. To, oh wait, we're really. I'm just gonna to finish up and then head, head over towards. with those thoughts in my head because this is definitely not right. Sure. Okay. Tune, you're uh, good with that? I'm going to look down the canal Tune. at the Tits. fishies. <laughs> okay. The fishies are pretty. All right. Sapphire? I'm just going to mosey on my way. Towards the bridge? Towards, Towards the, bridge. the party? Okay. I'll follow yes. the group. You're following the yeah. group? Okay. Sashay. So as everyone Sashay. heads <laughs> to the door, you are handed, or well, you're shown, I suppose, these masks. And uh, what I'm laying down here is nine cards. Each card has a symbol that represents the mask. And uh, I would like everyone to select one. Don't look at what is on the other side yet, though. I'll let you guys pick, and then I'll pick last, because I'm sure she'll be like, I can make a better decision if everybody else decides to. Okay. Can't tell what's what. Yeah, I know. It's a little weird. Oh, they're just... Oh, right. They're upside down for you, Cynthia. Sorry. (laughs) I set them up for me, not for everybody else. Is that an... uh, What I would like you to do is read the back of the cards. I'm going to ask you to um, read them out loud. uh, (laughs) And then we are going to make some adjustments to our character sheets. Tits, I'm going to ask you to go first, please. The bear mask... It, the properties of Bear Max includes a plus one to perception, which is good, because I'm a very perceptive character. But I have disadvantage on all intelligence checks, <laughs> which is so ideal for me. <laughs> Fighters might. Once a day, you can give yourself or an ally plus five to intimidation for one hour. I'm going to abuse this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Rosette? Rosette? This is amusing. Properties of the Deer Mask. Plus one to insight. Disadvantage on constitution checks, which could be problematic. (laughs) Voice of the Druid. Once a day, you can telepathically communicate with an animal, beast, or hybrid creature. Hmm. Ho, ho. Within sight for 10 minutes. Interesting. Okay, Sapphire. Properties of the Lynx Mask. Plus one to history. Disadvantage on charisma checks. Monk's aura. <laughs> I'm a monk. Oh. Okay. Once a day, you can give yourself or an ally plus five to persuasion for one hour. Wow. Ooh. That's a big one. That's cool. And ooh la la. I have the wolf mask. Uh, plus one to animal handling. Disadvantage on intelligence checks. Not a problem. Ranger step. Once a day, you can give yourself or an ally plus five stealth for one hour. Nice. Yeah. Okay, so make those adjustments on your, your uh, character sheets there. And remind me of your disadvantages, please, because I will <coughs> forget. 
these masks, like they are, they're not like your cheap dollar store masks. Like Marquis has spent some money on these so masks like that maybe he gives metal, to people. Yeah, you know, metal well, there'd be certainly metal yeah. or some sort of reinforcement, especially since you know, like mine has antlers for God's sakes. Yeah, so, like yes. these aren't these aren't even like paper mache. Like these are like oh, porcelain. Le- yeah, these are like legit. I guess think Venetian. Okay. Yeah. So then they yeah. would be metal. Yeah. So or, metal or porcelain or with yeah other really good. You could gore someone stuff. with it. Yeah, probably. No, probably not, actually. <laughs> not if I've got disadvantage on Constitution. <laughs> <laughs> they are... What is it? <laughs> What's that? They're Corella. Corella. The Corella. <laughs> yeah. The un- unbreakable stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. Okay, are we ready to enter the party? You have your masks. Your masks are now on your face. Yep. All right. Everybody is good to go. So, uh, again, this is dusk, and you're about to enter uh, the castle. You can see as you're approaching the doors, everything is candlelit inside. You're seeing the glow coming through all of the different jewel-toned stained glass that's in the front of the castle. Like, very grand. Think almost like Notre, the Notre Dame, you know, the big circle window. Like, it's that kind of stained glass appearance. Like, it's Stunning, right? I start purring like my legs mask. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's beautiful. Inside, um, there are flashes of different metals and, and mirrored surfaces that kind of amplify the light and just add like a sparkle to the interior. Inside, you, you see a whole lot of stuff going on. There is a gnome bard who seems to be providing some music for the evening. Um, he is uh, providing the music for a trio of belly dancers who are dancing and they have the little uh, you know the yeah the little bell belt belts around their um, waists. Uh, by the way, I should mention this: the gnome is wearing a finch mask, and it's got the finch feathers all over it. Uh, the belly dancers are wearing owl, owl masks, each one a little bit different, but all obviously very yeah 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 owlvin. <laughs> Alvin. Owlish. Alvin! <laughs> right. You also notice off in the corner, there seems to be a snake charmer. He's sitting cross-legged on the floor, and he's playing that weird flute thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there is a snake in front of him that seems to be doing the hypnotic thing with the cowls up. Is that even a cowl on a snake? What are those called? A hood. hood. A hood? The Thank hood. you. There seems to also be a, a drow fortune teller, oddly enough. Um, I am avoiding there. the drow fortune teller like the proverbial plague. <laughs> I do not want to be dragged back home. No, she, no, no. She's wearing a scorpion oh, especially mask if it's a, Yeah, okay, that enough said right there. <laughs> I am avoiding her at all costs and putting people between me and her so I am not noticed. Sure, absolutely. Now, you also note that there is tons of food at this party, and there just seems to be, like, people walking around. And everybody who is uh, pouring booze for everybody else has their masks pushed up onto their forehead, so it could be a vision issue or whatever to make sure that they're getting it in the glasses and not all over your beautiful gowns that you've just purchased. Oh, so they're not just giving us new glasses every time? Yeah, I mean, like, you're walking around, and and as your glass is almost full, it's almost like they're just kind of appear out of nowhere and they're pouring you some more wine like besides, besides which you could always go to I'm sure they have like you know like minor mages kicking around that if something did happen they could press to digitate your rope yeah. clean yeah I'm sure there's something along those lines hanging around I mean I'm sure too there's like a fountain of wine somewhere like the marquee is not fooling around when it comes to showing his wealth and his opulence when he throws these masquerade uh, masquerade no masquerade masqueraging the, parties he's masqueraging parties <laughs> <laughs> So as you're walking through the party and you're you're watching the belly dancers doing their thing and you're watching the snake charmer with the the snake and by the way he's wearing like a 
obviously a snake mask, right? What else could he be wearing? You're just kind of taking note of things. You stop and you watch the bard doing his thing. Are you playing the... Um, I'm turning my phone down. Yeah, you're playing the critical role theme again. <laughs> I told you, girl, copyright, man. <laughs> you gonna get us into trouble. Fair use. <gasps> no. Jeez, <laughs> Matt Mercer's gonna show up here and he's gonna kick your ass. I, if he I showed could. up here, if I would we're be... talking about that, I could suggest... <laughs> I could try and tell Dolly Van Gogh. All kinds <laughs> of Baroque arias because <laughs> i actually listen to that stuff nice i like it the food that's on the table let's talk about that for a second because i feel like you really need to appreciate how crazy wild this party is uh there's like the pig on the table with mm-hmm. the apple in the mouth and there's sweet cakes everywhere uh lots of finger foods lots of sweets and uh, all of that kind of stuff kind of laid out and there just seems to be freaking wine everywhere so they also have, I would assume... Mm-hmm. Does anyone want to reconsider that Things like, thing? you know, like edible cockatrices. <laughs> and when I say that, I mean, you know, like actual sculpted food cockatrices and other like... There's probably ice weird, sculptures and stuff. And yeah. Funky, weird fold... Yeah. Or yeah. the Ferio Rocher, like, you know, how they put all the candies and the... Like, yes, the exactly. Like, think, like, as as fancy as you have ever Chocolate thought. Chocolate fountains. That, but better. Oh, yeah. Right. Or, you know, like half of a pig stuck to half of a chicken and cooked that way to make it look like it's one of these weird... Right, like the turducken. Turduckens are lame. Oh, no. No, no. No, no. (laughs) Not a turducken. I mean actually taking half of a, like a, a suckling pig and half of a really big turkey and literally sewing them together. Yeah. Yes. Cooking They'll them do that. And then stuff Yes. Yeah, I'm, that was I'm seeing a theme thing. coming up with you about <laughs> sewing things together. No. No, it's actually he stuff is not a done. member of the cynic. <laughs> Rather cynic. I keep doing that. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, okay. So as you're making your way through the crowd and you're you're taking note of all of these things and you're like, your head's on a swivel. Every it's time just someone like, goes by with food. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And there's, there's just down, down my down my cleavage. Down your cleavage. <laughs> You're just like, oh, just no, like no, no, at this no, point. Face. At this point, you have like greasy boobs. Yeah, it's all good. your your care. bosoms are glistening in the candlelight. You have your own platter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> get some glitter oh, off one of my oh, cloths. Stick it down there to it make it look better. Better. <laughs> Amazing. You, I know, right? You uh, stop in front of the table, and all of a sudden, this you you're kind of like shoved to the side and I'm going to say this happens uh, to ooh la la. You are kind of shoved and um, as it happens you see a halfling uh, wearing a corgi mask. Bends on his heels and looks at you and he's like how dare you bump into me? Don't you know who I am? Arp, arp, arp. I'm going to say <laughs> watch where you're going and uh, roll for, I'm going to do intimidation. Please do. Yes. <laughs> four Oops. plus four, eight. Eight. Okay, let me. Um, I rolled a nat twenty. <laughs> Oops. Oh no, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of puffs up again with his little corky mask on. <laughs> this little halfling dude, right? Half your Barks and, straight in, right? And he's like, he's now like, he's like pointing like at your chin because he can't point in your face. Or and he's like, boobs, don't you know? Yeah, right. He's like, don't you know who I am? How dare you bump into me? This is my party, and I can't believe that you're bumping into me this way. How disrespectful! Oh, he's like, he's like slothering and like spitting as he talks. Holy shit! Is this the Marquis? You're Marcus Maraschino. <laughs> no, I'm not the Marquis. Oh. How dare you? I thought it was your party. Yes, it is my party, but I'm not the Marquis. 
So oh. you're going to cry about it? <laughs> so you're Excuse me. Are you trying to lie that you're not the marquee? I'm not I have the an marquee. Logic here? Would dictate if this is not your party. <laughs> Sorry, if this is your Persuade. party. Though you, you know, are not the marquee. Lying it is bad. Be your party. They must and you're be a tax bad pay- person taxpayer. for lying. Regardless. They're a taxpayer, right? I have a <laughs> taxpayer. <laughs> I'm going to do a persuade on how he's a very bad person. Please to do. Yeah, please 17 do. 17 on that with 17. a bonus. Whatever my persuade is. Do I get a persuasion bonus right now? No, well, you get your charisma anyway. I get a plus two, so that's a 19. 19, okay. I'm uh, he's, he's kicking a, a little Very bit aback. Um, shouldn't lie. Yeah, he's like, uh, but, I'm, but I'm not actually lying. I mean, it, it's my job to look after this party. But it's not but actually it's not your, your party. party. But it's my job to look after this party. So, so you're lackey. I don't feel very looked so after right now. I think the rest of the festivity. Are you the master of ceremonies? Not the master of ceremonies how oh. indignant are you like the head so you're waiter the butler? not the butler well then what's your position <laughs> what are you I mean, obviously short. you have to have one he has enough and he starts swinging fists roll for initiative initiative yeah uh call me motions <laughs> okay well you have to do it on your turn too yeah oh, i know 20 oh, oh, oh. so what's our initiative what do we add to that i never remember uh, 24 in oh, the damn oh. your dexterity dexterity bonus is 19 just our dex bonus? Yeah. Okay, wait. I gotta re-roll that because I just yep. tilted it. Okay. I got a good roll, finally. What did Yay! I roll? Okay, give me a dice I can see. Yeah, I'm kind of having the same problem. I think I'm going to switch to my pings. Seven. Okay, so, Riznet, you had a... Dice jail. There, you had, that like, a thousand. Well... Uh, he was around there. Uh, Tit, what were you? 14. 14. Okay, so you and Piccolo are the same. Uh, roll again, just to figure out... I have a 20. Gonna, a 20? Okay, yeah. I'm going to go before him. <laughs> Sapphire? Of course I'd get the 20 on that roll. <laughs> Did you roll that well? No, that bad. 7. Okay. No. 3 plus... 4, yeah, 7. Yeah, okay. And Ulala? 17 plus 17. 3. Oh, plus 3. So you a 20. 20. Okay, perfect. Okay. Uh... <clears throat> So he's swinging fists. He's headed towards Ulala. Rosette, what you gonna do? Calm emotions. Okay, tell me what calm emotions does, please. All right. Let me read from. Well, I copy pasted from the player's handbook. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because that works. Yeah. Okay. Second level enchantment. Uh, one of the cleric spells that I am entitled to get as a life, well, as a cleric. Period. Regardless. Mm-hmm. Uh, takes an action. Range within sixty feet. So even if I see a fight sixty feet there, I can center it. Sure. Um, duration, concentration up to a minute. Okay. You attempt to suppress strong emotion in a group of people. Each humanoid in a 20-foot radius sphere, sphere, in this case centered on him. Okay. And he's not that far from me. Nope. Uh, Where am I? 20-foot radius sphere on a point you choose within range must make a charisma saving throw. Okay. A creature can choose to fail this saving throw if it wishes. If a creature fails at saving throw, choose one of the following effects. You can suppress any effect causing a target to be charmed or frightened. When the spell ends, any suppressed effect remains, provided the that its duration hasn't expired. Okay. Um, alternatively, you can make a target indifferent about the creatures of your choice that it is hostile towards. Okay. Which is what I'm going for. Okay. 
this indifference ends if the target is attacked or harmed by a spell, or if it witnesses any of its friends being harmed. When the spell ends, the creature becomes hostile again, unless the DM rules otherwise. Okay. So I am literally trying to suppress its rage. Or okay. his rage, I, I, I guess. I feel like that would also cause like revelers nearby to be like, oh, I'm not happy anymore. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> no, well, they're no just... it's only for negative emotions, it's like... for anger. Yeah. Oh, really? In this case, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he needs to make a, what was it, sorry? Charisma? 13. Suddenly all the 13, co- arguments yeah, that were happening around us stopped. Yeah, he rolled a two. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so he's so he's like this little ball of rage, and he's just like throwing punches and like being all angry. Please, 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 calm. There's no need to fight. We can solve this rationally. Is it specifically damage like, from a spell? Huh? Is it? It says a spell. So yeah, that's the damage? spell I'm casting. No, no, no. Yeah. If he takes physical damage, it won't end it because it said from a spell. Yeah, I don't think, yeah, I think he's just, because he hasn't really connected yet. <laughs> no, and I'm trying to prevent that from happening. I'm, I'm right. stepping back. Yeah. He, he's got no reach. You're like, whoa. Yeah. You can put his hand man. on his forehead this way. And yeah, right. He pulled it back, you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, just think of, like, this mad. Straight arm. Yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, he's like, what are you talking about? I'm not even mad. What do you mean? You were about to instigate a fight. However, however. <laughs> doesn't sound like me at all. Probably not. <laughs> and then I happened. <laughs> however, um, we are curious. I mean, you mentioned that this was your party, though you are not the Duke. Or not the, sorry, Marquee. not the Marquis. The Marquis. Uh, what, what function do you have here? I'm assuming you're one of the Duke's higher, highly placed um, people. I mean, like I, uh, I mean, like I, I was. So you're not anymore. Well, well, not, 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 ex- not exactly, not exactly. He's a liar. And <laughs> where might be fi- wait, me? Where might we find the mar- the marquee? Can you roll for perception, please? <laughs> Five. Does anybody else want to roll for perception? Sure. Okay. <laughs> oh my two. god. Two. I got a two, two. Woo! Go us. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. I rolled a seventeen. Damn. Okay. Okay. So, so these dice like this character. Uh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Keep those together. <laughs> Holy smokes. Smoke. As you are talking to uh, this little halfling ball of rage, who's no longer raging. Former ball of rage. No. Former ball of rage. Yeah. He will probably be very, very angry at me once the minute passes. Um, suddenly, pass, you so. see the crowd kind of split, um, and it just seems like not. You know how you're walking through a crowd and yeah. just like suddenly people just kind of make a pathway yeah this is what's happened it's not like he has um, any kind of like uh, weird like influence over the crowd it's just happened that you know you look up and there's this thing and there's this gentleman who shows up and um, he is dressed in in these incredible red robes and he's wearing actually he's not wearing a mask he's got another mask but it's just kind of pushed up his head kind of a nondescript mask as well it doesn't seem to have the same theme that everybody else's does at the party um and he walks towards your um your party and this confrontation that's happening he kind of uh reaches down and uh he says there there piccolo (laughs) piccolo is the halfling's name um he says uh 
I um, didn't think that you would be in attendance this evening after being dismissed from my head of security. Um, I do appreciate that you have decided to show up here this evening. However, if you continue to cause disturbance, you will be dismissed. And then he turns to you all and he says, oh, my adventurers are here. I offer my hand. And he takes it and he kisses it. Mm. Uh, mwah, mwah, mwah. Oh. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> you don't? Okay. I bow. Do you bow? I, I, okay. I give him a, like that, eyes okay. on him the entire time. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And <laughs> he uh, looks at tits and he looks at tits and then he looks back up at tits and then he looks <laughs> back at tits. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, um, um, you uh, are not quite what I expected. I told that I was told that uh, your group was a little unorthodox, but now I've I've come to understand the uh, the true meaning of the true word. Welcome to the party. Have you all been enjoying yourselves so far? I apologize, by the way, for my young friend Piccolo. Oh, I'm having a great time. There's a lot of things to see and a lot of things to eat, and it's fantastic. There is, and we do our best to make sure that all of the guests, um, their whims and their desires are attended to. So if there's anything that you seem to be missing, please ask the wait staff, and they will see to it that you get what exactly you ask for. <laughs> oh my. my, my really? Our, our, Are you sure you want to do that? Our well endowed friend. <laughs> uh, it, oh, sorry, Rizen is oh. looking. Oh, for frack's sakes. Blah. Too many of the same name running around my head. That's okay. okay. Um, looks completely obliviously, obliviously as he's being poked. By tits because he has not tits. Tits grant you sure. her finger. Okay. <laughs> I'll get you. Right, right. <laughs> Damn um, girl. <laughs> obliviously at her because he has no idea what she's trying to get at. None. Hmm. <laughs> Anything. The marquee said. looks a little, Shh. a little confused as well. <laughs> I'm gonna thank the marquee for his unexpected but much appreciated invite to the party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, as soon as we heard a hero of your heroes of your caliber, we're coming to you. Uh, libido <laughs> we, we simply had You're to welcome. make sure that uh, you all were on the guest list and uh, any time that uh, you come through the city and one of these balls is, happens to be um, you know being thrown you are always welcome here Excellent. would you be able to point out some other guests of interest he yep. points out a few people. He says, uh, I've heard that you have met Kara already this evening. Aya is here as well. She's a half-elf woman. A uh, woman, by the way, who handed you your masks at the door and helped you with the selection. Her name was Sewing Needle. And she was a tabaxi. Oh, interesting. We, we forgot to talk about that in the beginning. There's also... The one I was purring to. <laughs> the one that you were purring to. Yeah. <laughs> As a tabaxi. Yeah, so that was... Oh, that's hilarious. That was my mistake for... some sort of weird greeting thing that. between Or, you know, she might have been hitting on him the entire time. Uh, you know? Right, yeah. There's also Zula, who is a tiefling with red skin. Ooh. He also actually uh, beckons her over and introduces her personally to the group. So um, he says that she'll be... Um, doing tattoos 
later. They're always free of charge. She simply enjoys being an artist and uh, is always interested in helping to create the perfect emblem uh, that a person can keep with them uh, for forever. So he makes a point of introducing her and uh, she thanks the Marquis for the introduction and she goes off uh, into a room adjacent to this main hall where she's going to begin to set up her gear. And this is where we will pause. And we'll be back with the next episode of A Night of Masks and Monsters with Wizards and Wine. We hope you're enjoying it so far. And we hope that you join us for the next episode to find out what happens now that our adventurers have met the Marquis.